Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. With high gasoline prices, a pandemic, sickness, crime, road rage, and all kind of things that are happening right now, even believers are starting to give up, and some are oppressed and some are depressed, and many are even staying home and not going to church. I'm going to share messages with you that will encourage you to believe God's promises and help you to understand that we have a miracle-working God. No matter what you're going through today, no matter how big the problems are, God is able to help you through it. Stay tuned after today's message and we'll share with you how you can connect with us so that you can continue to grow in the things of God. Believe God and stretch your faith as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. When we look out over the landscape of our world, and we look out over our country and our community, which includes our families and our friends and our neighbors, we know that there is a great need in every area. Among those who are poor, there is a need for basic services. There is a nutritional need for food, and there are many people that are starving all over the world. There is a need for basic health, as many are dying from a lack of the most basic attention to sickness and disease. There are people who are living in the world who, when they have a headache, they they can't take an aspirin. They don't have any. There are those among us who are well off. And we are well off. Somebody say amen. You just think you're poor. But there's somebody who will trade with you today. You're having a hard time? They say, we'll switch. Let's switch. But among those who are well off, they still have to battle issues. Even among the wealthy, they're battling issues of addictions, of designer and prescription drugs, mental illness, and fractured families. I was speaking to a minister this week who said, you know, I've ministered in the ghetto and I've ministered in River Oaks and I found out that the people on both ends of the spectrum have the same problems. The people in River Oaks have enough money to hide it. When you're crazy in Fifth Ward, you're walking along the street. When you're crazy in River Oaks, they got you behind the sheet. People are having issues no matter how much money they have. They still have issues. For many who find themselves in dire circumstances, the only hope that they have is a miracle from God. I would venture to say that there is someone who's listening to me right now who's in need of a miracle. Many have turned to self-reliance or seeking relief from a powerless religious experience that just will make you feel good, but that experience cannot save, that experience cannot heal, deliver, or set you free. There are people who are always trying to find answers, but a lot of times they look outside of God. They look to themselves, and you know what? As long as you can fix your own problem, you're not going to call on God. As long as you feel like you can attend to it yourself, guess what you're going to do? You're going to attend to it yourself. People needed more miracles many, many years ago 
Because even here in this nation, we didn't have health care. I, I grew up in the, uh, I grew up a few years ago, and I remember in a, in a family of eight children, we had no health care. We had no health care, no insurance. I don't know if there was anybody at our church that we went to in that little community over in Fourth Ward. I don't know if very many people had insurance, but we didn't seem to be as sick then as we are now. When folks got really sick, guess who they called on? They called on Jesus. Now when you get sick, you run to the emergency medical facility. And sometimes when you come out of there, you're sicker than it is when you went in. Because everybody that's sick is sitting around breathing on each other. But there were times when we needed a miracle. Mother would get together and say, let's pray. We need God to move. When you don't have any other resources but God, you call on God. But as we look in the scriptures, we can find the miracle worker who demonstrated to us that the power of God is available. In the book of Acts, Peter, speaking about his experience with Jesus, said this in the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 37, you know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Somebody say power. power. With the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. Here you have Jesus full of the Holy Ghost, full of power, going around healing how many of them? All who was under the power of the devil. Jesus Christ was and he still is the miracle worker. He performed mass healings without regard to individual faith or circumstance. Whether the problem was spiritual as with the demon possessed or physical as with those who were ill, he healed them all. He was given evidence through his working and his miracles of his deity, his godness. He is God wrapped in human flesh, coming into the earth. Folk didn't believe who he was, but as he performed miracles, people began to recognize that only God could do these things. And everyone who came to him for healing was healed. Almost single-handedly, Jesus nearly wiped out all the sickness and disease from Palestine during his three-year ministry. He was wiping out sickness wherever he went. But for Jesus to redeem the earth and to reverse the curse of sickness, he would have to have total power over Satan and his demons, and he demonstrated that as well. And in order to rescue the fallen humanity. He would have to overpower the evil forces that hold men in physical bondage. Didn't you know the evil forces can hold you in a physical bondage as well? Many times when somebody was sick and needed, a, a needed help, Jesus cast out a demon. So all sickness is not just physical. There are people who have real mental challenges, but some of these folks are demon-possessed. The demons didn't retire after the New Testament time closed. Demons are still working and active. 
And so you, we're going to see how many times when people came to Jesus, he cast out demons. And one man said that he had his son. He said he was acting like a lunatic. Jesus cast out that demon. And so some of these uh, people that are acting out these days, uh, all we do, we just take them to the doctor. He give them some kind of prescription. He give them Ritalin or something. And all you have now is a demon on Ritalin. You can't medicate a demon. You got to cast him out. But throughout the gospel record, we repeatedly find an account of Jesus' ability to heal. See, he's a healer. He raised the dead, and he also cast out demons. Last time we were here, we talked about Jesus the miracle worker, and we looked at one incident in the book of Matthew chapter 8. We looked at the leper, but I want to look at, and I don't usually do this, but I want to look at, as I begin to look at chapters 8 and 9, we saw one after the other a series of miracles and deliverance and healings And I want to look at those to give us a picture of how Jesus functioned and how he operated and how uh, we can begin to trust and rely upon him to do for us what he did for those with whom he touched. So I want to begin uh, by looking at 11 of these occurrences in chapters 8 and 9. And as I was thinking about it, I don't know the time frame biblically with which Jesus did this. I don't know if it was uh, within a two-day period or a week or a month, or whatever, but I can tell you what, in chapters 8 and 9, he was busy. He was busy. I mean, he was, he was like a fighter trying to fight several men and knocking them out one at a time as he got to them. And it shows us the great need among the people and how Jesus responded to those needs. The first one was the leper. We talked about him last time. In chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says, When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him, and a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I'm willing. Be clean. And immediately he was cleaned of his leprosy. Then right after that, we see that there was the Roman centurion, a man who was a Gentile, a man who the Jews didn't like, a man who was ostracized. And verse 5 said, when, he, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. And Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I don't deserve you to come under my roof, but just say the word. And my servant will be healed. And Jesus heard this. He was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, and it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed that very hour. Then Jesus went on a little further and he came to Peter's mother-in-law's house. And when Jesus came to Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with the fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. Verse 16 says, when evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with the word and he healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he carried our diseases. He cast out the many demons. In verse 23, it says, Then he got into the boat with his disciples following him, and without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake, 
so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied in verse 26, oh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? He got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Then in verse 28, when he arrived on the other side, look at him. He's coming and going. He's getting into the boat, and now you get to the other side. Here comes something else. When he arrived at the other side in the regions of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, O son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the time? The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them one word, go. So they came out and he and went into the pigs and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. You have been hearing messages that is encouraging you to believe God's promises. God is in the promise business, and whenever he makes a promise, he knows how to fulfill it. He is the miracle worker. He worked miracles yesterday, he worked miracles today, and he'll be working miracles tomorrow. Do you believe that God is able to do everything that he said he was going to do? If so, stretch your faith, no matter what your circumstances are right now, and believe God because he is able. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, just go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. And you can listen to today's message as well as previous messages that have aired on this station. You can also go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as the year is winding down and coming to a close, I invite you to be my guest at The Light of the World. Each Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m., we are in person, in service. We are experiencing and expecting the power of God to move every time we gather. Come and see what God is doing every Sunday, 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. I also want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school supplies, books, Bible, or study material, call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.